All right, folks. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are, whatever part of the day it is for y'all. This is Jesse Cope back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. We're going to take a little walk down our dirt road. Uh, Don't have anybody today so far. No cats, no dogs, no birds even. Nada. So I got tired of listening to me, I suppose. Uh, for those of y'all that are still here, hopefully y'all have not gotten tired of listening to me. I'm glad that you're here. For those of y'all that continue to share the podcast and to help it grow, as always, thank you so much. Incredibly grateful and humbled by that. Hope it gives y'all a little bit of knowledge, and and hopefully it helps our country just a little bit. Uh, if there's any possible way to turn us back from the brink before we get into a real fight. And as uh, a good friend of mine reminded me this week, All things are possible with God. So, absolutely, anything's possible. So, I had something. Y'all heard me listen to me rambling too much uh, on the last podcast. I'm going to tell you a little bitty side story here, too, because I just said, uh, I was talking to some people recently. And when we were in the Marine Corps, as an officer, one of our tasks going through the basic school, we had to present on a famous historical battle. And I don't remember how long the presentation had to be, folks. Three minutes, five minutes. It wasn't super long, which makes this all all the sadder commentary on our education system, I suppose. And my CO at the time, when we gave this speech, gave us, I think he gave us six ums or us that we could say throughout the duration before we failed. And he probably included likes too. So you're sitting there talking and you go, well, um, or, you know, when it was like, it's, it's like, and so you had six of those. And I'll tell you what, that probably was the hardest part of that entire project. And you can try it yourself in conversation if you can do it and just see how many times you catch yourself in about a minute, especially when you're just talking with friends back and forth that you say, um, or, uh, or like. Really kind of embarrassing, honestly, folks, when you do it, you catch yourself. <laughs> we, uh, we don't do a very good job a lot of things today. At any rate, I'll leave that there. I had one thing I wanted to go back and and it's just I'm just going to read through it. So Robert Winthrop, uh, U.S. So yeah, I just did it. Uh, Speaker of the United States House of Representatives, Speaker of the House. This is a quote from him. The voice of experience and the voice of our own reason speak but one language. Both united in teaching us that men may as well build their houses upon the sand and expect to see them stand when the rains fall and the winds blow and the floods come, as to found free institutions upon any other basis than that of the morality and virtue of which the word of God is the only authoritative rule and the only adequate sanction. All societies of men must be governed in some way or other. The less they have of stringent state government, the more they must have of individual self-government. The less they rely on public law or physical force, the more 
They must rely on private moral restraint. Men, in a word, must necessarily be controlled either by a power within them or a power without them, either by the word of God or by the strong arm of man, either by the Bible or by the bayonet. It may do for other countries and other governments to talk about the state supporting religion. Here, under our own free institutions, it is religion which must support the state. <coughs> Excuse me, folks. I didn't think this was going to tie in real well uh, to today, but it is. After all, I read this because I wanted to tie up one more loose end from last week. I had intended to read this or the previous podcast, and that is, folks, it wasn't just our founding generation. It was our great leaders really up until the latter part of the 20th century that knew and acted that way that our country was founded on the principles of Christ, on the Bible, and that the only way we could have a free society was with a people that followed those teachings of Christ. So what Mr. Winthrop is saying here is that in America, you can't have a republic. You can't have the freedoms and liberties that we enjoy without God and Jesus Christ. And if, folks, and we saw this overseas in the Marine Corps, and you could talk to people that have been overseas to a bunch of different countries, the less you have of individual responsibility, which we see a dramatic lack of today, the less you have of that, the more you have to have somebody else that's going to rule with power and oppression and tyranny. If you don't have a good people, then you're going to have a corrupt totalitarian government that's going to come in and rule them by force. A perfect example of that was uh, Saddam Hussein, right? Dictator, went in there, Iraq. Horrible man. Horrible what he did to his own people. But it's even worse in some ways now because there is no control there. And before you get all riled up, all I'm saying is just acknowledging the same thing that Winthrop did here. He said, if you're not going to rule yourself, somebody else is going to come in and rule you. And what do you see in America today? We have less and less and less freedom, less and less and less liberty, right? Because we refuse to follow the commands of God of our own free will. And so what that translates to in as we're less and less individually responsible for our own actions, then somebody else comes in and says, okay, well, I'm just going to take that one away from you. There, I got it. You don't have to worry about it anymore. I'm going to tell you how you're going to act. I'm going to tell you how you're going to live. So that, that leads pretty well into, I started that right because he understands that we were founded as a Christian nation and that's the only way we can work, right? But then this control, one of the things that has been disturbing to me in most of my adult life is this idea of fiscally conservative but socially liberal. And really we see it right now in a lot of ways, folks, with the people on the conservative side that are up in arms about the, and I mean really up in arms, about the vaccine mandates. And 
regardless of what your stance is on that, the overall point is still this. For those people that claim to be Christian and conservative, that are super, super upset about these lockdown measures and vaccine mandates, where was that when the left kicked God out of public education? Where was that when the left kicked God out of our history and heritage, out of all of our institutions, out of our public life? Where was that anger? Where were those uh, protests? Where were those rallies when Roe v. Wade was passed and we decided it was okay to murder our own children? Where was that passion when we started teaching our children that LGBTQ relationships were okay and, and started forcing mom and pop organizations who were Christian to support those kind of relationships? Where was that passion when culture and entertainment started to promote sexual immorality of all kinds to our children? Where was this passion that we have for these vaccine mandates when illegal immigrants continue to flood the country and the people in power continue to do nothing about it? Where was this passion when revisionist history and critical race theory, bigotry, feminism started to flood into education or the military and destroy those institutions? Right? And it all really, basically, folks, it all just goes back to rejection of God, that first one. Everything else comes from that. Everything else comes from that. The point is, I'm going to read a couple quotes. One's from Sam Adams. Uh, one's from John Adams. And if we have time, I'll read another one. Now, we do have one kitty cat decided to come out. Yes. Very important. Very important. Yes. <laughs> Worthless cats. They're not really worthless, I guess. Maybe a little bit. Uh, read one quote, as I said, from Sam Adams, one from John Adams, and then maybe another one. But this Winthrop quote really falls into it. Folks, we can't. There is saying you're fiscally conservative without being socially conservative. That's a joke. You're either lying to yourself or lying to other people or both. Because if you don't have moral and virtue, morals and virtue, at some point, your fiscally conservative self is going to be undermined. Just like water eating out the foundation of a bridge, a river, eroding that away under a bridge until it collapses. That's the same thing, folks. If you don't have that morality, at some point on your fiscally conservative side, you're going to say, well, this time it's OK. Let's just let's just cut that corner this one time. Well, maybe twice, well, maybe three times. You know what? Maybe we'll cut this corner over here, too. The foundation has to be. The teachings of Christ has to be first and foremost. The socially conservative side, because if you don't then you see exactly what has happened today. Broken marriages, broken families, broken communities, falling apart military, falling apart country.
All of that stuff comes from lack of social conservative, right? And really, I shouldn't have even said it that way. All of that stuff comes from lack of following God and the Bible and the teachings of Christ. And so then it doesn't matter, folks. You can implement the best economic policies in the world if you want. They're not going to hold up. This, you know what? <laughs> Great example from church last weekend. Phenomenal. and just popped in my head, folks. I can't believe that I didn't use this before. Uh, I, I Hopefully this man won't get irritated if he listens to this, but I'm going to share a little side. It was... <clears throat> a lawyer talking about writing contracts. And he said, it doesn't matter if you make the best contract in the world. If you've got bad people on both ends or either end, that piece of paper is useless. You can have the best, most ironclad contract written up in the world. But if you've got a bad actor on one end or the other or both, they're not going to abide by that. They don't care. Couldn't care less. Folks, we can have all the laws. You know, we could have all the things that, that so many people that claim to be fiscally conservative want. You could have a fair tax or a flat tax. You could have a balanced budget amendment. You could have all sorts of things. But if we don't have a good moral people, it doesn't work. Which is exactly the quote that we use from John Adams on this podcast so often. If you don't have a moral and religious people, and he's talking about Christianity there, folks, every time, then the Constitution and the laws that we set up, they won't hold. He said it would be like a whale going through a fisherman's net. Can't survive. So, so we're going to read through a couple of these. See how much time we got. We're going to start with Sam Adams. He was talking about loss of virtue. Uh, and he said this in a letter to James Warren, 1779. So right smack dab in the middle of the revolution, maybe a little bit toward the, the latter part of the war. A general dissolution of principles and manners will more surely overthrow the liberties of America than the whole force of the common enemy. While the people are virtuous, they cannot be subdued. But when once they lose their virtue, they will be ready to surrender their liberties to the first external or internal invader. How necessary then it is for those who are determined to transmit the blessings of liberty as a fair inheritance to posterity to associate on public principles and support of public virtue. If we don't put God and Jesus Christ first in our in our private lives and in our public lives, folks, there is no more freedom and liberty. I, I, I love the fact that in this letter he said external or internal invaders because the greatest threat to America, folks, and it has been this way. It's been this way since Lincoln noted it uh, 150 years ago plus, right? said that there was no way that we would ever fall. Greatest Napoleon with all the military might and money of the entire rest of the world save America could never by force take even one drink from the Ohio River. The only way we would die is by suicide, is what Lincoln said. 
And this is exactly what he's talking about, folks. If we don't have morality and virtue in our people, we have no chance. If we do, then there is nothing that can stop us. If we turn to God, if we follow God, if we seek his guidance, seek his protection, and, and, and seek his forgiveness, folks. This is something that you notice in the days of fasting that, that you don't, we don't talk about near enough. In almost all of these national days of prayer and fasting, from Washington to Lincoln onward, one of the things, though we just read one, I think, in the previous podcast, talking about the Continental Congress of fasting. One of the things is to seek forgiveness for our sins, both, both individually and as a nation. We have to be willing to acknowledge our sins before God in order to get forgiveness for those sins and healing. Our founders knew this. Our great leaders knew this. They were public about it. They asked the entire country to do this when they, when they asked for a national day of fasting or prayer or humiliation or whatever it was. All right, we're going to get to one more. If I can find it real quick, folks, y'all stick with me. John Adams. There we go. June 21st, 1776. Statesmen, my dear sir, may plan and speculate for liberty, but it is religion and morality alone which can establish the principles upon which freedom can securely stand. The only foundation for a free constitution is pure virtue, and if it cannot be inspired into our people in a greater measure than they have it now, they may change their rulers and their forms of government, but they will not obtain a lasting liberty. I just, folks, I mean, let's point blank what we're doing today in so many cases. This is not about Biden. It's not about Trump. It's not about Pelosi or Crenshaw or AOC or Schumer or whoever else you want to make it about. It's not about Democrats or Republicans. The point here is if we do not have virtue, if we do not have a people that follow the teachings of Christ, as John Adams just said right here, right? It doesn't matter what we do if we don't have virtue in our people. We're never going to have freedom and liberty. Folks, it's great that we're getting people active out there. But the virus, the vaccine mandate, go all the way back to the beginning of this podcast. That's not it, folks. Fiscally conservative, but socially liberal. That's a joke. If we don't start with God, it's like building a house and you make the bottom layer out of sand. It's going to fall apart. It's going to collapse, absolutely, when the rain comes, when the floods come. And that's what we're doing. If we build our house and try and restore our foundations on anything other than God and the Bible... We might as well never have started. Might as well never have started. 
We have to get God back in our institutions, particularly our education and our culture. As Reagan said, didn't use this quote today, but there was a time when culture used to support and build up our republic's foundational values based on the principles of Christ. Obviously, that time has long since passed. He said it was back in the 60s. So, you know, we're dealing with a half century of this. But if we don't get God and Jesus Christ back in education and culture, we're done, folks. We have to, and we have to start to do it at whatever level we can, however we can. That has got to be the center of the education of our children. We have got to start to make sure that they know the truth, the real history and heritage of our country. And as adults, we've got to know it. I dare say that most of us don't know the information that I put out on this podcast week after week. Right. And if that insults you, I apologize. But that's I, I would imagine if you're honest that that's probably the truth. It certainly is for me. All right, folks, I think yet again, I've taken more time than I should have. And I apologize. Uh, thank you all so much for spending some time here. I just caught myself saying uh, again, too. <laughs> thank you all for your attention. Thank you all for continuing to share the podcast. I hope you all have a wonderful rest of whatever is left of your day. God bless you all. God bless America. God bless your families. We'll talk to you all again real soon. Looking forward to it.